0: Bing! Okay. of Simmerat Pyramids here and you're listening to Scadad's Dad's podcast everywhere you can find it internet not nets everywhere just listen check it out man
1: Welcome to an, a new episode of the Ska Dads Podcast. My name is Bobby Bobson, and uh, I'm joined by a guest this this uh, evening. I guess, well, you could be listening to this at any time, really. But uh, I'm joined by a buddy of mine from uh, Baltimore, uh, Ryan Rains, from uh, a great uh, group called The Upstarters. Right, Ryan? Why don't you introduce yourself and say hey?
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's relevant to this. Yeah, I'm Ryan from a band called The Upstarters. Um Yeah, we play all around sort of the East Coast and we are sort of like a, I guess the best way to put it is the Upstarters is kind of like Ska fusion. Um, Or I know a lot of people don't like to use Ska adjacent, but uh, I think that's fairly fair of what we do, you know. Um, So we, we kind of incorporate Ska into a lot of the different genres that we play.
3: Into my heart, with oh, or give me empty promises. If I let you into my bed.
1: Well, definitely. I I want to take some time to kind of like, you know, talk about what what the upstarters have going on. I know it's like, you know, the start of, you know, the summer and there's always a lot of activities going on, but uh, if you want to maybe, I don't know, what's the best way if people are interested in checking you guys out, um, what's the best way to do that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, all the social media stuff, we go by the upstarters band. So, you know, we're could always use the people on those um, fighting the algorithm is kind of a uphill battle, but we also, I, I have a bunch of URLs that I bought. So one that, um, really, I, I guess I would encourage people to use is, uh, it's, um, upstartme.com. And I usually link that to whatever the most recent single is. So like we just put out a um, song with, um, Ike from bad time and, um, Jade from, uh, she's in a bunch of bands, but she was in, she's in Rude girl review and like formerly the Scotch Bonnets. Um, so she's like, and that's just like a couple, she's like one of the most active musicians in the area, but her and Ike, uh, did a song with with the upstarters and that if you go to um, upstartme.com you can check that out and that'll take you to like a you know one of those like link tree kind of pages where you can listen to it or download it or whatever whatever platform Um,
1: yeah it's a great song
2: showed me or kind of piqued my interest in doing that like putting like cuz there's so many great bands and great singers and like I just now that that happened I'm like man who else can I put together and so I'm like now I'm thinking up all these crazy combos of people that I think you know most that may never collaborate and so I kind of want to create these like collaborations um I think that it's, so it's a lot of fun I have a few others coming up that um I, you know I'm excited about and um oh, yeah cool. yeah we shot a music video that was yeah I, that was cool too. I drag. I feel bad for Jade. She was like so sick that day, and I took her mm-hmm. to. Um we went out to this trail by in, in Ellicott City. It's like this weird old, like abandoned. Room. If you saw the video, you can kind of. It's probably better if you go to that dot I
1: when I was in high school, they used to call that area I think Seven Hills. Right? I don't know. I think it's right. called, um, that
2: people day. call it Hell House. I've heard
1: yeah, that. yeah. So, so it was called Seven Hills, and then like the end of the hill, like, um yeah, it was, it was, it was the Hell House is right there. and supposedly like an, it's an old asylum that you know that all the people died or a person died there and if you go there at midnight you could see it go it was, you know it was all i i went to high school like close close to that area so i just remember like kids you know if you wanted to do underage drinking and you were in high school <laughs> uh. and had a car you would you would you would drive through seven hills but also someone i know like it's a day it's not a, the safest area for anyone to go driving and driving at night and probably drinking it's like a bad idea like all three of those things together so yeah, uh, yeah. some crazy stuff would happen all the time when people went out there
2: yeah you got to put that advisory in there <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that um, because yeah the roads are very windy i mean it's kind of out in the middle yeah. of nowhere and it, it's it is creepy i encourage anyone who lives like anywhere near ellicott city maryland to like check
1: this place out i guess it's a yeah Jake came up actually on the on the next episode we're about to release we talked to eric uh mazarak from uh detroit he he does the super tiger and he oh that's whole, right he, yeah i was talking to him and he was you know that's kind of like you mentioned doing a lot of collaborations and everything and that's kind of uh kind of made me think of that like immediately because mm-hmm. he's someone that's kind of working in that kind of same route, um, kind of like working and collaborating people from different, different places at times and um, being like a producer, songwriter, idea maker, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So th- that would be cool to do, to do more of that. But I, you were, you were talking about your band and describing the upstarters as kind of like a fusion ska. So I wanted to do an episode about Fishbone and I was like, you know what, I need to bring Ryan. Ryan into this episode or ask him if he wants to do it. And of course you said yes, because you're here right now. Um, But uh, I was like, man, let's, I I would, I would love to do a whole episode about fishbone. And, you know, I, I think, um, I, I, it's, it seems very cheesy to use the word underrated, but I think, I think in some ways, like fishbone is an underrated band. Like what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I would say it's not that they're underrated. It's mostly like they're underpaid. You know, I would say, because they, they have a yeah. lot of people, a lot of, like, huge, you know, legendary musicians that constantly praise them, and it's just one of those things where they're not necessarily underrated because they're loved, well-loved, but they just, it's like the business side. They just never really have got their their dues, you know, from, from the, that side of the house. So they're, they're, it's, I think Angelo always says he's famous but not rich, and that, that says it. I think that's
3: perfect.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, like I—I I don't know when the first time you came across them, but I—I I remember. I don't know. Even as a kid, I think even before I knew what ska music was, I saw that "Back to the Beach" movie. And I'm—I'm I'm a little bit older than you, but it's—it's um, it's, for anyone who doesn't know, it's um, too... i I—I don't even know what to how to even like put that in context that people born in the '90s would even like understand right now. I—I I guess I would say. It was Annette Futicello and Frankie Avalon who were kind of like they were on the Disney uh, Mickey Mouse Club like years and years ago. And they, as they became adults, they would do like romantic comedies. So I guess kind of like a Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler kind of kind of shtick they had going on. And they did this movie in the 90s as as they were older with their kids. The kids were kind of like the love interest, I think. And that's the best way to, uh, I guess, synopsis. But uh, Annette Funicello had some random ska songs in maybe like the late mid to late sixties, and in this movie from the nineties, they brought in Annette Funicello did a quick ska number, uh, a song called "Ska Ska Ska," and she was backed by Fishbone. Have you Have you ever seen that?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's uh, a. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole movie. I, yeah, like you, you, know. But yeah, um, I have. I've watched that video a ton. Yeah, that's a that's a great. That's a great song. That video is pretty sweet. Do you
3: girls know how to Jamaica
0: (laughs) ska? Jamaica what?
3: Yeah, sure that. It's a required course at our college.
0: (laughs) Well, do you know how to Jamaica ska? Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Not everybody can do the twist, but everybody can do the sky. You
1: you it's you can It's pretty like. I mean, it's a classic as in if you want to laugh at a '90s movie kind of thing. Because I even think the surfing scenes were done like on a green screen. Like I don't, I don't think there were any like real. It was no real surfing, and it, probably the beach itself. I don't even know if that was real or. Just thrown in there at the last minute, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know, but but anyway, when I was getting into like I I think like two tone music in high school, discovering ska like Fishbone was one of those artists that I that I found right away, and the probably the first release of theirs that I heard was their original EP, which came out uh in uh, nineteen eighty three. Of course, I didn't you know start listening to it probably until, I would say. Somewhere in the late 90s, probably like 97, 98-ish.
2: Yeah, I had a pretty similar. I think I was like 14 in like the late 90s or something. And and um, I was getting into Sky. I started with all like the, you know, 90s stuff. And then, um, and I really liked that stuff. But then I heard that EP, the first EP. And um, yeah, I was like so shocked at how, I, I thought it was released around that time. I mean, I had certain things like production pieces that you could kind of tell, I suppose. But I, I thought it was like, I thought it was way more modern than it was like it could have, it and so yeah and I it struck me I've never really heard like you know like slap bass riffs thrown in and just the elements were like wild and I mean growing up some of my favorite bands it ended up being like the cure fishbone like those were like my two favorite bands so I, I really like what fishbone did even on that EP there was like, oh, no another trip to follow if
3: they linger on They may not even know the reason why Music without a vision And then they strive to call it
0: art The innate concept they do calls your shock
3: was
1: like high energy like 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 i i i think at that time too i was into a lot of like you know that kind of gateway entry music from punk and ska and i you know like bands like operation ivy and and listening to that album especially that had it had so much energy on it and i even think you know after listening to that ep i was like oh let me check out their other stuff and it's a little more mellower it's not it's not the same hectic energy as that whole album is like like I, I it sounds like a band on amphetamines like it's like high every song's like high 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 energy like and it, it makes you want to dance it makes you know like and and i i've i i do not know i've in the past like party at ground zero which is a song i love you know even when i play out now there, there are times and moments when i'm playing around certain crowds and i'm like oh this song would go over really well and um I always put it on, and, and in some ways, it reminds me of like a two-tone version of a, a Bohemian Rhapsody because it just has—it right. has—it's like you know six different songs in in one, yeah. and it's like nine minutes long <laughs> or eight <laughs> minutes long, something.
0: We and
3: doctors will
0: be in The and don't know what they done. Senators just want Senators a cry.
2: It's well over five, that's for sure. Yeah, it is impressive. Yeah. That's what's cool about that album, like the energy. It has like, it somehow checks, you know, usually there's like checks and balances with these things, but somehow they they have like this level of energy. They have these like, just like, I don't know, sampling elements from different genres. It's like so much there that it's like six songs, but it's like, it, it's so rich that it's, you know, you, every time you listen to it for years, you're kind of finding new things and it's, it's pretty wild in that way.
1: Yeah. And like, I mean, even, even on, on this album too, like, like, even though there's a lot of high energy songs, like all those songs are different, have different messages. Some of them are serious. Some of them are less serious. Like, like obviously like a song about party at ground zero has, you know, um, messages and, and different symbols about, you, you know, like the, the politics of the time, politics of, of like the mid eighties and, you know, the Reagan stuff and you you know, like that stuff was, was pretty, I well, you know, grounded in in that song. While another song, like, I don't know, like lying ass bitch was like completely different, you know, like completely silly. So I I don't, I don't know. They they were a band too, that I think in the eighties definitely were, they were, they were different from every, probably any other band from, the 80s playing ska like like i know they had contemporaries like a band like the untouchables that were from la they they had a lot of energy but fishbone was just different you know yeah
2: i don't think there's any band and like this is the one thing about them that i try to emulate and um it is just <clears throat> not just staying in one or two genres i think because I, it's crazy is it like so many ska bands and musicians are like really capable and um I'm surprised that more of them don't explore more drastic genre blending that like fishbone did. And um, that's, I think that's like something that more of us should do and something that can kind of like my band's trying to focus on. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I, that's one thing I wish more people got out of their legacy. Yeah,
1: And I think too, like, like even after this, you know, after the EP, some of their other releases, you know, talk about like a band that did concept albums. They they really some of the production and some of the different things they tried, and you know, the, and they also proved like, oh, we're not just a ska band. We can play funk. We can play metal. We can play rock, and you know that. And I think that versatility kind of um, helped them diversifying and, and get a larger crowd and a fan base. That kind of grew maybe even from it brought people in outside of the ska scene because. You know, being a ska, being just a ska band at times can be very insular. Like you, your audience, you almost limit yourself by putting a tag of we're a ska band. Like just saying that, it's, you kind of, you can isolate people and you can also restrict your crowd restrict your audience especially when you know when you're trying to play bigger venues and do bigger tours and release albums in some ways it can be I mean I think now it's 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 a little bit different now but I think back then in like the 80s and 90s people cared more about the genre title and what you called yourself
2: yeah and it's funny too because I don't think that I don't know you know I only know a couple guys in Fishbone but like um you know, and like I like I did some shows with Angelo as his bass player for you know five or six shows. We every now again, every now and again, something happens. But um, I don't even think he he doesn't seem to intentionally do that, um, especially on his solo stuff. So though it, it's so genreless, it's hard to even like. It's,
1: it's so his wild. own style, though. It's yeah, but like when you hear like an Angelo song, like you know, you know there are elements of all these different genres in it. And you're right, he has his own style and. I, I'm sure, would you say he have, has his own like method to like songwriting as well? I, I don't know if you were a part of any of that.
2: No, not really. Cause by the time he like these projects, when I back him, it's usually he's, he's coming over from the West coast to hit like a show and we just scramble. Um, it's actually put together by a friend of mine, Joe keys. He runs, he, it's Joe keys in the late bloomer band and he knew, he knew fishbone back in like the late seventies when they were just starting out. And so it's kind of a crazy story of how all this came together. But, um, yeah, it's usually, it's like, he comes over, we got a show, like, the next day, so we'll, like, practice through the night, and it's usually totally chaotic. I don't know if his songwriting is this way, but, I mean, I know that we've been in situations where, like, we've rehearsed a set, like, a, you know, like, an hour of music, and the day of the show, he's, like, throwing half the songs out, and we're, like, rehearsing new songs, like, hours before the show, like, it's definitely a roller coaster, and it's, it really is, it's, it's scary and, like, exhilarating, and at the same time, but, um, yeah, I think he, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't seem to think about the genre so much. And I think his general method is a little chaotic, but I mean, it works if you can, I guess, trust the people you're playing with. I guess he really can in Fishbone. Like everyone in that band is like an all star. So he can, I guess they can, they make it work out, but it's pretty intense.
1: Yeah. How did, how did, so how was the, how did you get called like the first time? Like, I, I assume you know. Joe ahead of time like you probably yeah. played with his band
2: yeah it's really wild yeah like so Joe you know lived in California or something I don't know somewhere on the West Coast and then for some random reason which I don't know he ended up in Westminster Maryland of all places and he um, he started a band with a bunch of my friends from high school and so I was always kind of in the circle I filled in for him like you know I base bass a few times when he needed a sub and I didn't know for a while and then that he knew Fishbone or like that we had this mutual love of that band And then, so, um, he started doing shows with Angelo and then, you know, eventually doing these shows, he needed a bass player. And so he, he just kind of was like, Hey, I know you're a huge fan. Like you want to do these shows. And so I just studied up and I mean, I like totally like, like nerded out on it. Like, I mean, I was like studying, like I was studying, like I was in college and I had like finals and instead of studying for my finals, I, I basically just learned all of Angelo's songs. So like when I went to practice, I was like ready to go. And like, you know, totally knew the material. Um, But yeah, Joe, it was just, I was like shocked when I knew that, when I found out like my buddy Joe knew, you know, like my favorite band, like the odds of that happening, like that connection. Like I would have never thought before that I'd ever worked with Fishbone or anyone in that band, let alone Angelo. And then to that experience, I was able to invite Angelo to join one of our songs. So he did a, he did a verse on a song of ours called Bubble. So that was like pretty amazing as well.
1: And and with that like collaboration, you just you just email Angelo and he did it remotely, or how how did that work? Well,
2: it's actually kind of funny. Um, so when I did shows with Angelo, I would like be the only one interested in like recording them. So I would like video them. I'd set up a camera on a tripod or whatever, and I'd cut them and put them out on YouTube. And um, his uh, his mom actually emailed me because she was like sort of his manager at the time. I mean, this is like probably ten years ago, maybe even more. And so I cut some videos for her to use in like getting him gigs and stuff like that. And so t- tons of time goes by and um I actually still had her email. I was like maybe cuz I can't get a hold of Angelo. He's all over the place like I don't know. I mean, so I just emailed his mom <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, like I got this song I'm, you know, I'm trying to hire and do this professionally. Like I want to pay him. I don't, you know, it's not like, you know, so um she hooked it up. <laughs> and so his mom was uh hooked you know, kind of made that connection. Like she remembered that I helped her out a few years ago and was like, "Oh yeah, okay, well let me get him to call you and you know he facetimed me and my my son was like a baby so i have some funny like screenshots of like me oh, wow. and like my one-year-old um facetiming angelo and he's like you know complaining about his day-to-day it's was, it was pretty funny it's really-
0: Yes, we're living in a bubble, surrounded by trouble. Love in the bubble, but outside there's a double. Up of hate, fear, madness, and wrong. Where did it come from, people? And for how long will it stay? Stick around and turn everybody down. So defend and protect yourself, and those trapped outside the bubble that need your help.
3: Outside your. Bubble.
1: yeah and i guess i so is there any song that you played on uh with angelo that kind of like sticks out like to you like you, you enjoyed playing that yeah like- uh, he has a song called
2: mac truck which is really cool it's it's um it's really out there, you know, there's a lot of crazy changes and like it goes, it has this like gospel punk kind of marriage going on in there. But um, it was like one of those songs where he's like, you know, I, I picked him up one of these gigs and he was like, all right, we're going to play this new song tonight. I was like, no, like we learned, already learned, like I did not want to do it. And then he was like, we're going to play the song Mac Truck. And it's like, it was a good challenge. And there's, there's parts where you get to play these bluesy things and then the next minute you're like thrashing it's it was yeah it's a lot of fun it's a cool song and it's um it's weird but it's not like one of his totally like asymmetrical just like a tonal crazy songs it has some form it's, so I like that one that one and probably after that is optimistic yes is a really fun song to play.
0: Nuclear soundtrack to the survival map Gas, acid, camel, pack, old man and woman electrolyte light pack moves for your children Do yeah, you got a head for your shoulders to sit And your reproductive system may have grown off yet For those of you who didn't have dependents They please when discouraged men just enchantment Take the lead Chemical bomb cuts, paranoia, and fear The food's only enough like she can dirty. Pop a look and full scratch Richter. Hair trigger pulling, red button pushing. damn
1: Get up and go for the gold. Was, do you have a memorable gig out of, you know, you said it was like about five or six different gigs. Was there any venue or show that stuck out to you in particular?
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, most of them went pretty smoothly. Um, There was one though, that was really tough because like it was one of those times where, um, you know, I was like worrying about finals and I was staying up all night, you know, and um, Pablo Fiasco's like warehouse thing. And we're we're in there like four in the morning. I'm going to take finals and then come back and play with Angelo and um but he we had this set and he basically changed like half of it he he picked some of his hardest most like um I don't know these things like had those like parts A, B, C, D, E like there was no repeating and it was really tough gig to get through and um HR was there and um he was like playing guitar but his guitar skills like he wasn't really like like a guitar player yeah i think maybe he's i don't know if he's kept at it but like he was trying he was like plugging in his guitar and, um it was just so much craziness going on um but that was that was a tough gig that was it for um what was that it was um the everyday Sh- uh, sunshine premiere at um the charles and we did a show right after that so it was just yeah, that that,
1: docu- that that documentary uh, you know you could definitely do there's a lot in that documentary that because I've seen it and it's it's a lot there, but it's it's also a pretty cool document of uh, Angelo and I I don't know have you seen it oh, like yeah what, yeah
2: it's yeah. great I, I really it's really entertaining and well made it's a lot of celebrity you know kind of um, talent in it and um, have you seen his uh, documentary There's like an Angelo devoted documentary was more of like an independent project and I was actually in that I made the cut a few times there's like a few moments where I like oh there's me I was in a few of them. you know everyday sunshine is like the fishbone you know big big story and then there's one that just came out like I think months ago um that was more independently made um and that one is yeah they're both really good um, one is all about Angela it's I think they just call it the Angela project
1: and, and you're in that one?
2: Yeah, I'm like not, you know, I'm like in a. There's like a few yeah. photos of Angela and I'm like in the back, you know. Like, I'm not That's saying cool. anything, but because he talks about the band that was done with Joe Keys and um, Kristen from Scotch Bonnets was she was in that band as well, so you know, so she was in, you know, had some screen time, and I kind of just like mooched off everyone else's screen time. So yeah, I was in there like three or four times, which is good enough for me um,
1: that's awesome I'll, I'll have to check that one out I'm gonna have to dig and dig find it I'm sure is it on is, do they have it like is it on YouTube or? I think it's
2: on um, right now it's on Amazon I know that's how I got it. it was like two bucks you know and definitely worth the two bucks or three bucks um, the um the The person who created, I can't, it's um like Tisa, I can't think of her last name, but um she you know put a lot of care and you could tell it was made thoughtfully and re- really good. It's it, it um probably rivals like equal to the the fishbone documentary. So they they're like very um they go together really well.
1: Cool. I'll, I'll I'll definitely post a link too on the episode for people to check that out too. So I always like to do that, like to share, you know if we if we talk about something here it's good to kind of like promote it so and it, with it being an indie movie i'm sure whoever made it could definitely use those couple bucks to yeah, yeah. To have some other people watch it so thank you for mentioning that that's awesome doing this episode on fishbone i wanted to talk about their new ep and i think i have just saw them probably for, and this might be embarrassing but for the first time ever i just saw fishbone about a month and a half ago um they played a date in baltimore and then the next day they they played a little festival at um, a brewery in, in, Pennsylvania, it was part of uh This Is Not Croden Fest. And they headlined the they headlined the show and it was all these amazing bands on you know playing all day. The slackers were on it, Cat Bite were on it, against all authority, and Fishbone closed out the show. And I to be honest, at the end of the night, I did not care about any other bands that played. I I had so much fun, the most fun during Fishbone set that I was like, oh my god, like I and and, and not that I, you know, thrown away opportunities at seeing them. It was always like, you you know, oh, there were these bands I'm going to see. I'm going to see at some point, and you know, sometimes that just, you know, especially with them being a West Coast band, I feel like there's always limited opportunities to see a band from out west on the East Coast, and I just never, you know, the the moon, the sun, nothing aligned for me to see them, you know, in the past. So it was awesome that I got to see them, and it was awesome to see them. I was super impressed that you know of course with Angela Moore you know being the f- the front person of the band but the whole everyone in the band had so much energy playing and it it wasn't it, it was like they didn't even have a front person it was like the, they just had this energy and they got everyone in the crowd you know so much so so energetic so much dancing singing And they played most of their set, of course, was the Scott stuff. Um, And, you know, they played all the songs I wanted to hear, like Ma and Pa, and almost every song off the EP. And they played a lot of new songs and people like that just as much. And I was like, man, like, I after because i i one of the things and i don't like i don't like music festivals that much i I think they i get worn out by the end of the day and i i don't know if it's an age thing or just like too much of one thing but at the end of this festival i I really wanted fishbone to play another hour because that's how hyped i was after seeing them it was like this is amazing i was like how and i want to see them every time they come back in the area and probably drive five or six hours to see them after after the performance it was it was just amazing you know yeah
2: I, i do wish i saw them when they came last but yeah you know it's tough when you get so much other stuff going on and we're you know squad dads and all that so you gotta like worry about your kids and stuff but yeah I think one of the things that really helps one thing I'm really like sad I missed is Chris Dowd you know I think because like a lot of the, the recordings that he was on they really like Angela wasn't the lead singer yeah. I feel like when he's in the band it, you really do get that like two double lead singer kind of feel and it just changes things and I think it helps because you know that like, you can share I, I mean I don't know anything about vocals but to me it's like the hardest thing to do in a band so I imagine like Angelo getting to like kind of have someone to take the take the lead for a moment. It's got to be nice for the show, you know. It keeps that energy like top the whole time. You can like spread the. the
0: My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see one but you. Only a prize for you I will never make you sad you. I'm your superman i will come in time to your rescue All the stars out tonight you I don't know if it's cloudy or bright
1: Yeah, and, and have you ever heard of any of a Chris Dowd's like solo stuff? Yeah, well, stuff I, you too? know, I
2: think some of the stuff that's on the new new EP was pulled from some of his material. I mean, don't quote me on that, but um, I was following a band that he was in. I think with um, one of the other guys, I might have been Kendall potentially. They were working on some stuff, but um, I, I can't say that like you know I could like pull a song out of out of my brain right now. But I have like listened to it and checked it out. Yeah, because I, I think it's great.
1: Yeah, like I think I think he did a solo album, probably oh. in the '90s with this band called the CD. Orchestra. Oh yeah, I didn't know that.
2: That's like totally new to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. I remember it coming out. It was like such a you know it was a big deal at the time because he had just left Fishbone. It was one of his first solo projects. And and I also I, I think his last album he did with Fishbone before rejoining again was like the reality of my right. surroundings. I I I. I Yeah, and that's one of my favorite Fishbone albums. This
0: one! Version Discursion with a new version on the scene bus. Make the rhythm to make you rock.
1: Talk when you talk about a ska band, you're talking about different members. That sometimes it would be great to have like a graphic organizer to talk about like the the members and the band. So I stumbled upon like this giant chart someone put up on their Wikipedia page that shows the timeline of all the fishbone members. I think it's so cool. I was like, I don't know why other bands don't do this. Like imagine seeing something like this for like the Toasters or the Pie Tasters or I think every band should should make like a timeline of members and i know at some points it would just be like one person like straight across but uh i don't know i thought this was cool i was like really i was looking at this for probably an hour today and i was like this is so cool like i don't know maybe it's like a dorky geeky thing that people that are dorks and geeks you know if you're a dork and geek and nerd out about band stuff and music stuff like i'm sure you know, I don't, I don't, I guess not everyone's into that, <laughs> you know, but this year fishbone released an EP and the cool thing I, you know, thinking about this, their first EP was released, even though the, the band started in 1979 in, in LA. Um, but they released an album entitled EP in 2023. So celebrating 40 years as a band, they released this EP. How rough. crazy is that? Like 40 It's, it's years. hard to imagine,
2: you know, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to fathom. I mean, I'm, like, not quite 40 yet myself, so it's like, wow, like, a whole lifetime. Like, my whole lifetime It's like... So it
1: really does make it this, like, legendary,
2: just grandiose thing to me. So, yeah, I...
1: I and, of course, like, I, you know, of course they've taken breaks. And I think all bands, you know, they, you take breaks. You have to grow as a person, grow as an artist, and like you're, like we were saying earlier, you know, some members left... But the cool thing about this EP is like most of the original band and I guess except for the drummer is, is original member now. So, so a lot of the original members have come back into the group.
2: Well, I think it's actually, um, I think they had both their drummers work. And again, like I I've been listening to it, but I don't know like all the credits, but I think they've had both of their drummers do some work on this. I think the only, um, one is their original guitar player, um, Kendall, who is not in the in this, a part of this project, and even maybe he is, for, but their, um, their new guitar player, Mark Phillips, Yeah, I mean, I've heard him talk about um trying to, you know, sort of emulate Kendall, and I mean, he, he does such a good job. I mean, yeah, he, you could tell he went into this with, like, no ego at all. I think some of his guitar work is, like, so just, it's just, I don't know how, he just really
1: filled the role perfectly. And I guess, and I always assume Norwood's brother philip fish was the one drummer and so he played a little bit on this too and i i guess they have this other guy john stewart that plays with them maybe maybe yeah john
2: was like he well you know he was like in the band he was in there for a while if you look at that chart i mean he was you know he held down the fort for a long time he played drums on some of their some really good albums like um i mean that one was like the crazy long title uh you know like the family like
1: the family familyhood net next experience presents the friendliest psychosis of all. And that was from 2002.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that like, that's a solid album. So he's like, you know, he's definitely like probably done just as much as their original drummer, but I, I, it's really cool that they had both of them on there. I think that's awesome. That And then that's the thing with this album. It's like, I think, it, or this EP, I think it does two things really well. Like, I think, cause I, I mean, I appreciate it in the context of like their whole catalog and like it offers, it, it somehow both offers something new. Like it's the most polished, like directly punk ska kind of thing I've ever heard
1: from them. Yeah. Like since the, uh, yeah, since yeah, the original, same
2: time as being, like familiar. So they really kind of towed the line, I think really well. It, I would actually say this is probably like, if someone asked me to like, where should I start? I might even refer them to this because of like the presentation is just so clean. Yeah. That um, I think it, it's very, like, it's, it's a perfect starting point. And it gives you a little bit of, like, a tour through their catalog. I think there's, like, little hints as to, like, what you're going to find if you dig a little deeper. So for that, it's a really solid EP. I think. Oh,
0: Johnny and Grandpa Joe. Came see ma and pa on the east side, by mom some flowers from Central Avenue. Walking through Skid Road, Joe saw That girl with her guitar, that kid and so much. Wake up, my child. and
1: i think too being an ep it's just like it, eps are tough because it's like you want to get you want to present a lot and i think they did that on their 83 like they're the ep you know the the songs on their original ep are really really long and these songs none of them like i think go more than like three and a half minutes right. you know everything and, and and it is like you were saying like that punk rock aesthetic like get in fast and let it go and yeah, yeah. You, you know so the original like, EP is almost 30 minutes and then this one's 15 minutes 16 minutes that's crazy and i but i think too that's that's also a smart thing and it's almost like, you know, I think, I, I don't think they need to release a full album. And I think they chose the best songs, and that's what kind of shines through on this EP. It's, it's, it's five awesome songs, and there isn't like a weak track. There isn't anything that drags on this. It's just like, here we are with Fishbone. You know us. And if you don't know us, you're going to get blown away for the next 15 minutes listening to these five songs. And the cool thing is, yeah. too, about the cover, like the cover is like definitely a throwback and homage to the original EP, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it literally is the cover with just like duct tape over their faces. It's like yeah. Same, which is like,
1: such a, that's such a funny thing. It's very like, clever. Like,
2: yeah. It's, it's a brilliant um, yeah. thing. And that's also why I think maybe they intended it to be sort of a, a re what's the, what, like, you know, how movies reboot all the time. This is kind of like yeah. that, but not as not nearly as derivative. I think like this is, like I said, this actually does bring new stuff to the table in terms of being like this highly polished version of, it's kind of like what it is. It's like a more, um, what's the word? Like palatable. Like, I think it's something that like almost anyone can, can enjoy without any sort of context. Um, Yeah. So I think that makes it.
1: But also I, I think it's kind of ballsy, right? Like to say like, you know, our EP that their first release from 83, everyone knows, everyone knows what it looks like. And we're just going to do a new EP 40 years later and it's going to be just as good. Right. It's almost, it's almost putting that up there. I think is, is a, some of like a message like, Check this shit out! You're going to get blown away. This is going to be even better than the first one. That's that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, too. I know that. Which is also a, a cool, you know. And so and so the album itself is produced by Fat Mike from NoFX. Yeah, which I definitely um, I know. With the band was talking about this release, he he was kind of involved a lot. I think in the you know in the recordings of the songs, but I he, he one of the members of Fishbone said they let him pick the song order and what songs made the album.
2: I mean, probably kind of nice to, I guess it's a cool thing about having a, like a producer that you can kind of trust as like more of a musical director. I feel like that's kind of a lost art these days. So, um, th- and that makes sense. And that yeah. like some of the songs maybe being more like giving it that over that more like directly punk Scott feel like you have, like, I don't care, which is like such a, like could be a top 40 kind of song. I mean, it's so catchy. it's
0: What do they say? What do they say? I told the doctors that they gave me choices. He said, What are they? What are I'm starting to think that I'm not normal. And I'm starting to think that I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I
2: don't care. So, yeah, I think, um, that's true. It's like a con it it is sort of like um the replacement I guess almost is what they maybe were thinking, like with the cover, like hey this is like the 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 replacement to that album and it it does sort of tap in. I think that's the the other thing for me. I think that's what's nice as like a longtime fan is it's I appreciate that it has like that polish. It's something different. They don't have anything I feel like this polished, which is good. I mean I wouldn't want it on every album that they do because I kinda like the the rawness too but that's the great thing about them is they give you those different flavors and that's a big part of this one but like there's work like some of the like almost every song kind of hints at another one like um, my favorite song on there is probably um uh what is it wake up my child is that the right title yeah wake up that that's my favorite one that reminds me of like question of life of truth and soul like that's the the way this song could be on truth and soul
0: in the sky for the eyes tattooed in the sky judge the penance, plea for I was just a humble man fear got in his sight the light rose from my soul I began to hold into my chest
1: yeah and also that song also reminds me of the mom and Pa song a little bit too like when I heard it just with the like the perspective yeah yeah that, that's you know, true the it, it, like
2: the, that kind of yeah the like the lyrical side of things but I, that's my favorite one because to me like it's like it's that's kind of like what they used to do. it's like the rhythms are almost ska, but not quite and there's sort of like a little bit of r and b rhythm and stuff it it's like very more of a tease. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised that's like the least played one. That's like, that's to me is like the coolest one on here.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That's, it's all that's always interesting. Yeah. I, and I don't, to be honest, I, you look at it sometimes and sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, this band has this many yeah. plays on this song and it's not even their best song, but you know, that's, that's the algorithm and that's the way, you know, the songs, I, I, I think to a lot of people, you know, all this stuff with AI and stuff, um, and, and especially with like Spotify, um, I was just kind of like blown away when I went to a training at the Spotify building in New York, and just how cold like, the really? building was. But if it was for, it was for education. But I always think it's interesting because I'll be playing an album, and I make I make a lot of playlists on my Spotify, tons, hundreds of playlists, and I follow other people's playlists, and and then I get annoyed when something I'm done listening to is done, and they just put. They give me another song. I, I want them to. I, I don't want. I don't want the algorithm controlling what I'm listening to. And it always picks something I don't Turn want to listen off. to. That doesn't really. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, <laughs> I probably don't know how to do that, but uh, um uh, I'm sure I could figure it out, though. Uh, but but yeah, that's this an annoying thing. That's just my gripe against against Spotify. But I, I would say my favorite track on this, uh I, I, I would think it would be. I really just like the. The, the craziness and energy of the song Cubicle, but um, All We Have Is Now, I think. All We Have Is Now is probably my favorite track, I would say. Cubicle coming in a close second. Yeah,
2: I like uh, that's probably my second is All is all We Have Is Now. It kind of reminds me of Unyielded Condition a little bit, but also what I like about All We yes. Have Is Now is like um, it kind of like when it breaks down to the reggae side of things, um, Fishbone does have a really cool like modern R&B take on reggae that's just like kind of unusual and, and it reminds me of like Crazy Glue or something, which like to me that's like an underrated album, and that song itself is a cool song. Like the groove on Crazy Glue, the song is um, interesting because it's it's like a one drop, but it, it sort of like plays with it a little bit. And um, all we have is now like it kind of it kind of taps into some some of their strength or not not strengths, but like some of the unique stuff that they do in a genre that tends to have some pretty like bold lines that you, when you when you color outside of them, you kind of lose the genre. But they kind of know how to do that without losing the genre. That's kind of what they do on this one a little bit. (laughs)
1: It's kind of, I, at I, on first listen to this, I was like, how, and it was one of the first singles that came out and I was like, it doesn't, it kind of stands out as something different than I would, th- I would, I would, I would make the argument of all the, all the songs on this. And I think the song itself, you know, like just the messaging and the lyrics and the song, you know, it definitely pays an homage to, you know, strange fruit which i assume you know like that was definitely in angelo's head when he when he wrote this song right like what what do you think about that yeah, song yeah
2: it's definitely like the most intense one i guess that's why it's in the center you know you kind of like ramp up and you hit this like moment where you're like oh man yeah. like you know you kind of you kind of stop and you're like you kind of are forced to think about some things that are pretty, fairly dark compared to the rest of the the album and um it's certainly a moment where you're just like having all this fun and you're like then you're just hit and you're like okay <laughs> it's still a fun song somehow even though the like topic is you know and i haven't like studied the lyrics too much but i mean it's there's some clear um topics and things that are that are coming up in that song that are you know it, it's it stands out as yeah. like the, it's clearly the most serious f- song on the album and um the feel of it is interesting too it, everything about that one is like you, I don't know. I, I can't like the pacing is so interesting where you, you get to that point.
1: And I think, and I think too, like, like, you know, talking about two-tone and talking about, you know, when Fishbone started 40 years ago and how much different, you know, the, the country was. And I think that's like, you know, like Fishbone is an African-American um ska, two-tone punk funk band. And that, Thinking about how much the country has changed, but also this song is also making the statement of how much hasn't changed, like with topics that talk about you know directly with like racism and police brutality and you know like society and I, and it, I mean like and thinking of like modern society off their first EP and and how things have changed but also have how they've gone backwards and haven't changed in some ways too in 2023 that's kind of i i I don't know that's me kind of you know making assumptions on what was kind of their meaning behind that you know
2: yeah well i think that one thing that kind of supports what you're saying is that like in a lot of their darker i don't know like take a song like ghetto Soundwave. that's a song that also talks about some darker some similar stuff really and um but that song is like in a major key and there's like that little bit of honey sprinkled on it. Uh, and so that you kind of can like miss that here, um, with this song, you really, the music fits the message and you can't, you're like forced to deal with it. Like a lot of times they kind of give you a little bit of a pass because like the music's so fun, but I think every now and again, they kind of like reality check you. <laughs> and so, which is awesome really. Cause you have all this fun on the first two songs and then you get this little reality check and then you're back to the fun, <laughs> like pretty much. Um, so yeah i mean I'm sure
1: that- and it's and it's the and it's the only song too that has no effects credited which i you know it definitely sounds like they come in at the end of, right. of this song for like the last like you know 20 30 seconds yeah i mean
2: you know you hear fat mike on it um and singing so yeah it's just an interesting um song in, in the place of this like really fun album but i think it's something that like fishbone does and not
0: The trees are now populist, and not just in the South. Now fear has cloaked compassion, we must join voices and speak out. We may not see as many bodies hanging from the trees, because they're busy lynching our eyes deals of pride and liberties lives across America might now bear a less strange fruit because they're hanging without a fashion when cops can't justly shoot this genocide of oh, common sense this high decency is making hate
2: Make sure that you're not always dressing this stuff up too nicely, which, you know, it's, it's easy to do. You want to say this, talk about dark topics, and sometimes it goes over well. I think it's like John Lennon said it, um, like something like he was talking about the song Imagine and how you can say like almost anything if you put it to like a pretty, you know, little like piano ditty or you. Put some fun music behind it, and so, but, and they Fishman does that. But I think every now and again they kind of give you the, the raw sort of the music fits the message, and you you can't ignore it. So this song kind of had to happen. I feel like on this album to give it some weight.
1: And I and I think they what when I saw them, you know, on, on the last time they were over here on the East Coast, I they may have played all of. I I I, didn't, I don't know this exactly, but they played at least four out of the five songs on on this EP when I saw them last. So, and I think and and it and it and it fits so well with all their other songs that you know I think what you were saying earlier, this is an awesome like entry point for the band, and also to me it it gave it made me super excited about seeing seeing what's next, and I could almost see them doing like a split album with No Effects or something too. That would be. Cause I know they, no effects did something like that with um, Frank Turner recently mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they played and covered each other's songs. Like how crazy would that be to have a Fishbone no effects like split album? Yeah.
2: I mean, any, any content, especially kind of weird stuff like that is always fun. I mean, there's no, I, I think it's yeah. just nice that when bands don't always take themselves so seriously all the time, it's kind of nice. And that would be a cool thing to just a fun little mashup. Uh, they're always great. But, um,
1: and I think too like like I I guess um Fat Mike was saying in some press for for this album too that you know he's known them since the 90s and if there's one band he always wanted to produce and work with it was it was Fishbone so as soon as they called him for this he jumped at the opportunity and and I think too I I don't know how much Fat Mike how much respect Fat Mike gets in the Scott reggae scene I feel like he's a bad I, rap.
2: Guess. I don't know I I, I personally like the effects and I know mean, you get like, they, they get a lot of criticism, I guess, because of how popular they were. Like when people say they suck, it's hard to really take them seriously just because like, no effects kind of like Fishbone are impressive genre surfers. So like they, they play ska and reggae very well, even if it isn't like by the books, you know, like if you're a traditionalist, yeah, you may not like their, their take on reggae, but I mean, there is some aspects of it. I mean, it's very well performed and done with you can tell they know what they're doing so yeah I don't know I think maybe you know subjectively it's one thing to say you don't like a band but I mean they clearly are are talented and, and good and care a lot about music from what I can tell I don't know any of them personally or anything but
1: I've actually read started reading I don't think I finished it part of Fat Mike's book and I thought that was that had a lot of good stories from the road on it and I think you know like Like he in some ways I think he's living in the in the wrong you know, decade because I think the way the punk rock has changed so much that But I I think people really like him and he's really he's really helped support and kind of like develop like a scene and maintain a scene like around no effects to to make them relevant and they do stuff to stay relevant and, and he gets it. And I think you know like some of the people and bands he supports like Bad Cop Good Cop and I know he's done he's done albums with Mad Caddies like on his label um and I mean even even one of the old singers from Dancehall Crashers plays keys in No Effects too so that's and and I had the opportunity um I was in in Vegas a few months like a, a Vegas a few months ago and I got an opportunity to go to the Punk Rock Museum and I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to be. Like, it seems like a cool idea in theory. Is it going to get pulled off? Well, it was, it was wonderful. It was, it was, you know, all the exhibits were very like well-designed and I, I definitely told everyone I know, I was like, if you get a chance, go to this punk rock museum. If you're in Vegas, it's, it's one of the best things I've seen. And I got, I, I had, I saw, um, you know, stuff from iron cross that, I know that I know the guy that sang in in that band in Baltimore. He's an old friend of mine and seeing stuff from like the 80s hardcore scene to they had suits from Angelo there too. They had stuff from Fishbone there. They had you know flyers and they and and they did it the right way. Like like I spent probably 2 hours there and and, and they also have a jam room where you can play like Maybe your favorite guitar player's guitar, and there's a guy in there that sets up the guitar, and you know he'll he, you know it's it's totally for young people that may be interested in getting into the music, but also people that were around that remembered some of the bands and were parts of the scene in different places would also have something. So it has a little bit of everything, and the people that work there were really nice and cool. And I, I think it's only been open for a couple months, but they even do these, you know tours where you can you can pay extra to get a tour from fat mike or from the singer of the descendants or you know anyone else involved in that tsol like like all those all the people involved in it and you know they're bringing in other musicians it's they have like a a bar and coffee shop thing going on too that they hope to like do events in and i don't know that, that really impressed me and i was like man this You know, with Fat Mike doing that and being involved in that, and then also this Fishbone EP, I was like, man, like he is really going all in on this and and being able to work with, you know, probably a band he looked up to, like Fishbone, and to collaborate and work with them. And I don't know. I'm always, I'm super impressed by Fat Mike. So I I will say that. Same here. I mean,
2: you're making me feel bad because I was in Vegas not too long ago and I didn't even realize, like, I didn't know about the museum. And so, like, I was just there. I could have went. I'll probably never. Who knows when I'll
1: be in Vegas again. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, too, like, I, I really hope this EP, like, you know, kind of solidifies Fishbones. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they should be playing every festival now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hope there's more opportunities for them to come back here and start playing, like, even bigger venues. And, and that was cool. The Slackers did a tour with them because, you know... Not necessarily sure. Like I'm sure anyone that was there to see the Slackers loved Fishbone too. Like like I could see, you know, those bands. And I I even think they're. I think Fishbone's coming back here and they're opening for um, Parliament oh, or yeah, Funkadelic right. or yeah, yeah, the last
2: tour. Like every, the, 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 there are millions of, like <laughs> last last. Tour.
1: But they're even. I, I think on the West Coast they're even doing some dates with like um the bass player from right, Primus, yeah, uh, yeah. Les Claypool. Yeah, so. So it's cool that, you know, they have these connections with all, you know, like, I I think that's amazing to be able to play and hold their own against, you know, like, like probably something rock and funk oriented, like, like Les Claypool's, you know, project and then play with uh, Funkadelic and and then play with the slackers. Like not, 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 not many bands could, could do that. And I think Fishbone does it, does it with grace and I don't know. This, this EP has really like, I don't know. I was like, I need to do an episode talking about how great the CP is. Cause I think I, I, everyone needs to know about it. You yeah.
2: Know? I think so too. And it, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where even if you don't, cause I know a lot of people that don't just understand fishbone and I get it, you know, cause there, there's a lot to, it's kind of a confusing band. It's kind, they kind of remind me of like Frank Zappa or some, someone like that. You know, they have this big catalog and you can listen to three songs and, and like not hear anything you'd like. But then if you just keep going, there there is stuff in there. Like You may find like two or three songs off of each release, you know, really get you. But there will be stuff that almost anyone can like. But I think they kind of, what's the word, like uh, consolidated this a little bit. Like you said, like maybe keeping it short cuz that was kind of one thing i was bummed out i was like man if they had like three or four more songs like i, I kind of wanted some wacky like not wacky but i, I really like some of like the um like what's like um, drunk schizo or something like i like that kind of crazy stuff my, 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 my dad is drunk and my mom's a schizo my, 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 my dad's a drunk and my mom's a schizo my is
0: drunk my mom's a schizo
2: But then I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think that would have been a bad, self-indulgent thing to do. I think what they have here yeah. is a perfect like, let's just kind of reset, and this is that. I think this is like if you're going to try to get someone into the band, this is probably your best chance if they're like a normal person, you know. <laughs>
1: And I can see this, I and I, I don't know, too, I don't know if they released this on 7-inch, but I was thinking, like, uh, you know, they could probably, this is probably a 10-inch or something, it, too, like, I, I don't know if I'm that's... pretty
2: sure it's a full-on 12-inch vinyl, yeah. I, LP, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I'm actually in the process of moving, but I'm like afraid to order it, and, but, like, you know, until I, like, figure that out, but I'm definitely gonna get it. They have, um, they're selling it on um, Fat Rec, I think, and it's it's not expensive, it's, like, 20 bucks or something, and then you can buy it with, like, a little rolling tray, um i'll probably like skip that i guess but i definitely going to get the, the vinyl
1: you know we did a pretty good job of kind of like going over the high points of this album and i really uh enjoyed having you on today ryan um if you want do you want to just go over again like how people can find stuff uh that you do musically like like i know you mentioned the website yeah. um if you want to kind of plug that and anything yeah else.
2: um so yeah it's my my group is called the upstarters and we're very much like on a mission similar to Fishbones, um we got a long way to go before we can hold any water probably like um but uh yeah we've done we've done some songs with different people we did a song with angelo from Fishbones, so i guess uh, as far as this topic is concerned um it's called bubble you can find it on spotify so just type in like upstarters bubble you'll see like a remix that has angelo on it um and uh, if you go to um we we you know we have a website. We have a I think uh, the probably right now the best one to go to is upstartersmusic.com and that's like our general website. Mm-hmm. So if you're just kind of looking for a place to start um and we do everything from like like the song we put out with um you know Ike and, and Jade is like pretty much like a pop song and then but then we also have like heavy metal and ska. So if you do like that kind of you know ADD kind of approach to music, you might like it
1: well awesome well thanks again for joining us Ryan I really it was great having you on and great we, we kind of dug into Fishbone's catalog we kind of went, went deep into Fishbone's so this is a great like deep yeah. dive into the wonderful music of Fishbone's you may Fishbone, have to cut some so, of this huh? awesome. like yeah you probably
2: gonna have to dice this one up a little bit I feel like yeah, I they're, oh, yeah, too- yeah.
1: they're all, they're all yeah. like that they're all like that we, there's a lot of dicing there's a lot of it's like uh, I'm like, the, like a producer at the end of this so it's just like cutting and finding everything that flows together